Sherry, with me, Tawny, and her mom, Marielle. Welcome to your new safe space, where there's no such thing as TMI. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Men Are Trash. <laughs> Wait. Just kidding, this okay. is oversharing. <laughs> I got called a man-hater today, so. I was not ready for that. I know. You I'm d- so silly. Oh. Yeah, I got called. Anyway, hi, it's Maria. <laughs> I got called a man-hater today, so I'm gonna ride that wave. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. I Do got- you hate men? No. Okay. Hell no. But I got into a debate with a man, and... He was questioning the censorship of Andrew Tate, basically saying he doesn't think it's fair that these companies can just decide that people don't have platforms anymore. And it's like they didn't decide that he doesn't have a platform anymore. They just decide he couldn't use their platform to to spew his message. Yeah. You know, and he went on to say, you know, not everything he says is hateful. I'm like, OK, but like <laughs> most of it is. Plus, he um, is being accused of rape and sex trafficking kidnapping and like all that shit yeah and this same person believes that amber heard had deserved to have her life destroyed because she admitted to hitting johnny depp on tape right Mm. even though we all know even the deniers know that johnny depp also admitted to hitting amber many different times so it's like for me i'm like okay so you think that a guy who is a rapist and who believes that women are less than and that violence against women is okay still deserves to have his opinion heard but a woman who engaged in domestic violence with her partner who's struggling with substance abuse her life should be destroyed right so what you're telling me is it's okay for a man a woman has no leeway like exactly but when i was you know using facts and presenting my side of it you know that was the the and that's what he he's like I'm, he you're said, just a you- man hater and you're not a man-hater. I don't consider myself a man-hater, no. I don't think that people have... Listen, I don't think that all men are abusers. I don't think that abusers are abusive because they're men. I think there's a lot of other things that go into it. I just think if you really are being honest with yourself and you take a step back and you look at the bigger picture and you look at the numbers, men are the more dangerous species. Right. And we know this because there are men... You know, men who have children, men who have wives, partners, whatever, they want to be the protector, right? We've said before, what are they protecting you from? Other men. What are men worried about that they need to be so protective of women? Other Other men. men. So, like, (laughs) it's so blatant and right in our faces and... You know, we also debated because he said, I'm, I'm, I'm a feminist. And I said, you're absolutely not a feminist. Like, you're not even willing. You just, first of all, you defended a rapist. He also defended um, Chris Brown. Obviously, we know he defended Johnny Depp. And I said, you're probably pro-OJ, too, which he didn't even bother responding to. Like, he left. And I'm like, so you are. Like, and you can't be a feminist. Because if you were, you would have dove deeper into these issues. You would have seen the way the power imbalance is set up. You would have seen the way that society is set up to cater men. That's not about me hating men. That's just about it being it is what it is. Misogyny wins. You so know? how did your conversation end up and end? See, I... I followed up, honestly, with some information about the history of Johnny Depp's abuse. And 
I just said, listen, I'm really surprised that you defended the fact that Andrew Tate deserves to have his voice heard because not everything he said was bad. Like, I'm kind of, because this person has children and two of them are, you know, they're, they're young women. Mm-hmm. So it makes me nervous because I've been in a situation in my, I've been in situations in my life where I've been assaulted, I've been touched inappropriately. And when I've gone to report these things, I've, it's basically been implied that it was my fault. You know, what were you wearing? What did you do to provoke him? Were you drinking? How much had you have to drink? And I'm terrified that God forbid something happens to one of his daughters. That's the way that He's they would be received. And that's devastating. And you go to me. home to your parents to be protected. You yeah. want to go home. But there are so many girls who can't go home. Not even go, go to the cops. Right. Right. I mean, I had an incident when I was 14. One of my cousins was there with me, and there was a man on the bus who, you know, pulled his dick out, and he was staring at us, and he was jerking off. And it's like, I remember even being a teenager telling that story and people thinking it was the funniest thing in the world. But it's so... First of all, not only... Did men think it was funny? Of course. But, like, I mean, the men in our lives, like, when we got home and we told, you know, my aunt and my uncle, you know, my my male cousins and his friends didn't find it funny at all, Mm -hmm. but... It's just, it was so traumatizing. Like, I'm 14 years old. I had never seen a dick in real life. Like, honestly, that wasn't my deal. I'm still playing with fucking Barbies. Like, me and my cousin are still going to Blockbuster every Friday night to rent cartoons and eat Laffy Taffies. Do you know what I mean? Like, just because our bodies say differently doesn't mean anything. Like, we weren't hooking up with boys. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not where we were yet. And, but we told them and then we had to call the police and then we had to call you. You were at work and then we had to go to sex crimes and we had to, I had to sit in the back of a police car. So now I'm 14 years old. I have to be transferred in the backseat of a police car, which is already very intimidating and, and I scary. I don't understand that. All of the police that come are men, you know, and I just had this traumatic thing happen. And if you've listened to other episodes, you know, I don't have a great foundation of men in my life. I don't have a great, you know, like, so it's, I'm already in a bad situation. And then they asked my cousin um, what she was wearing and how low cut her shirt was. And if we had spoken to him, if we had made eyes at him, like, I'm 14. What I I don't even understand how (laughs) any of that matters. It doesn't. You. I didn't do anything wrong. These. This is sexual gratification for these men, and we're being punished for it. Absolutely, and that's the way it has always been, and that's why I had to let my friend know that he's not a feminist. You know, and I want to let all the men know, like even if you're pro-choice, that doesn't make you a feminist. Correct. And then if you are someone who's going to turn around and call a woman a man-hater and say, oh, you're one of the extreme ones who just hates men, you're not a feminist. This because, is not about hating men, yeah, like, But I, all these men now that want to pretend like, oh, because I'm, I'm pro-abortion, I'm a feminist, I'm on the side of the women, but you're not. Because if you're still voting Republican, if you're still supporting these platforms, if you're still downloading fucking Andrew Tate, if you're still laughing with your buddies, calling women whores and sluts, you're not a feminist. You're not fucking... If you're attention. a part of the problem, you're, absolutely. you're not a part of the and solution. And you can be pro-abortion and still be support, directly supporting a system that, you know, is built on the oppression of women. Right. And it's frustrating. And I was offended. I was offended because of the type of relationship me and this person have. He, of all people, should know. Like, the man-hater thing was so unfair. But then also on the flip side, like, even if I was a fucking man-hater, please show me a man in my life that has proven to me I shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I, let's I mean, look at my fucking, my father. Let's look at my dad. Like, like let's look at some of the men that I've experienced in my life. Why wouldn't I be a fucking man-hater? Exactly. But I'm not. So, like, I don't know. Boom.
Yeah. That's what I say to that. So welcome back to Men is Trash. <laughs> men are men, men is trash. Men are trash. Either way. That was a good little warm-up. I needed that. <laughs> I feel like I, sh- I stretched my, my vocals, stretched my vibes. I'm ready to go. <sighs> yeah. So I have news for you. Okay. There's no way you've seen come across this article yet because I just feel like you would have already brought it up to me. Okay. So I saved it. Okay. So, Cassville, Missouri School District reinstates corporal punishment option for students. Parents react to decision. That's the headline. Did you see this? I did see. I'm surprised you didn't say anything. I did see it. Okay, so let me get into this. Um, So, basically, this school district has decided that parents can choose the option of having their children physically disciplined by staff at the school. Now, this is not an open policy. This is not everyone's child is going to be hit. But if you'd prefer that your child do be hit, you now have the option of making that happen at school. Wow. How do you feel? You had a bad child. I did have a bad child. Yeah. But you don't get to hit him. I know. That's right. Mm -hmm. Only my husband gets to do that. I I, I hit him. (laughs) I did. I hit him with a hockey stick. But how do you feel about that now? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. You hit him with a hockey stick? In the back of his leg, yeah. I remember that. A couple times. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't have the swing he does. Yeah. Oh, was it? Wait, it was in New Jersey, and he called the police on me. That makes sense. I got very lucky that day. What? You, in what way? Well, he answered the door. He knew the cops were coming, and he told me the cops are coming. You're going to get arrested. They're going to take you out of here in handcuffs. And I'm thinking, please well, take gonna, me. <laughs> <laughs> Will I get a break? <laughs> For real, though, I was. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking tired. I bet. You know, and uh, the cop comes, big dude, and I'm like, shit. And he's like. Um, my mom hit me and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. And he's going off, right? Yeah. It was something he wasn't getting. That's what it was. And the cop looked yeah. at me and he said, ma'am, did you hit him? I said, I did. I said it with a hockey stick right in his legs a couple times. He said, ma'am, are you, you really hit him? And I said, I did. And I told him why. And he said, son, am I going to have to take you out of here? Yeah. Because, and, he, and I was so glad. And Paul's like, yeah, wait, wait, ha- she's not allowed to hit me. He said, she is your mother. Right. You can, you just did not listen to her. Yeah. And it could have went another way on me. And I did not beat him. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wasn't abusing my kid. No. But... And I'm no, not, our dad was doing that. I'm not proud of doing that. <laughs> no. But to know Paul, everybody wanted to do that. <laughs> That's a shame, but it's but, true. But he was I, a lot. He was I a lot. know now, when I look back, yeah. he did not get any of the help he deserved because none of us really knew what was going on. We called him fucking defiant. Yeah. We called him the Tasmanian devil. He was bad. He was crazy. He was wild. But he was smart. He was fun. He was funny. It was definitely... uh, athletic. Like, there was all those other things. He was the star of the show, for sure. So stinking cute. and that's so what kept cute. him alive. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Um, no, that's true. How do you feel? Like, st- you step outside. You don't even have to talk about, you know, us as kids. I do think you hit me once with a spatula. But I was, like, older, too. That's I, what makes it funnier. Yeah. Like, at my teenage, I don't know what I did. But I don't remember. I wasn't really a bad kid. You weren't bad at all. I was a mouthy kid, which surprises no one. Right. Um, and you know what? As I look back now, you really weren't mouthy. You were just trying to be heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, thank you. As I, as I, <laughs> as I, it. as I, 
you know, as you grew and we became, you know, we had this relationship where I, I listened yeah. and I was learning a lot about myself because you were telling me, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, I wasn't able to identify a lot of that stuff, but, um, you didn't, you didn't need to be hit and I, I'm glad and I'm I've lost my temper a few times, but I'm glad oh. I'm not one of those moms who they were like, oh, my God, she beat my ass every day. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not one of those How do moms. you feel about spanking, hitting as a punishment? I don't like moving forward, like take away your I, past, the mistakes, whatever. No, I don't. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I was not spanked as a child. Okay. I was, I was hit, you know, but out of someone's anger and they meant to hurt me. Yeah, you got you know a I mean? face smack. And then I got, I got smacked in the face by my sister devastated me yeah you know i thought you were gonna kill her yeah i was pretty mad uh i've been you know so i don't know don't hit anybody yeah don't don't fucking hit me it's a strange thing because growing up the way that i did in the house that i did hitting was so normal it was such a common way to express your anger and then i think i've talked before about how violent my dad was outside Mm -hmm. of our home Mm -hmm. he was always getting into physical fights you know whether it be at so embarrassing at his softball games or at kentucky fried chicken like it didn't fucking matter um so it was very normal Mm -hmm. and now that i'm getting older you know to learn it sounds so crazy to learn that hitting is not okay um (laughs) but really you know you think of all the situations you've witnessed and you're like holy shit no one should have ever i don't agree with spanking but um i've been a nanny for a long time i don't hit people's children but i completely understand understand how a mother how anyone can get to that point Mm -hmm. i do and that might sound like a fucked up thing to say it's not i mean i even had a friend you know early in her baby being brand new and she was like i would never hurt my child but i kind of understand how moms fucking snap and kill their brand new babies that well i don't know that i've ever said that (laughs) (laughs) for brand new babies (laughs) you know but you know it's a level of frustration and i think that's where you know we're if we are healthier mentally, then we don't need to physically put that on our kids. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if I had more education, if I, you know what I mean? I don't mean education in college. That's not what I mean. If right. I knew more about mental health, if yeah. I knew more about... The way ha- the brain develops, the yeah, way our emotions process, how our hormones affect the way we react to things. Yeah all those or even to have a conversation Mm -hmm. you know what I mean a quality conversation just wasn't in my life so you you were born in 68 so by the time you were in grade school were they still allowed to well you probably didn't go to private school anyway but were they allowed to like crack your hands with rulers and shit was that shit still going on when you were in school it not where I went to school okay I I went to school so grade school would have been Marco Island Florida um, if they were hitting people, I never got hit. Right. So I honestly, I don't know what was happening to other kids, but no one was walking around the room smacking hands. I remember. I do know that I was left-handed and they did not like that. So there were a couple of us that were left-handed and they actually had a contraption that they connected to the desk that strapped my hand in so that I couldn't turn my hand when I tried to write, it was very traumatizing. Why? Because they said I would, I smear my words when I write over them. 
because of the way my hand sits when you're left. Because you're right-handed. You go this way. Right. I We yeah, go this I way. It, but, yeah. like, yeah. it's not the end of the fucking world, especially that now that they back made... In, that was different... back in the early 70s, and I'm not even sure that they weren't positive that left-handed people were fucking witchy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there then was some issues. Why am I right-handed then? Because you're amazing. That's true. <laughs> I remember Graham saying she's also left-handed, and but I, she was, which, she went to Catholic. School. She went to Catholic school, and if she would use her, if she would use her left hand, they would smack it. Yeah. And then I also remember a story of her saying that she had her knuckle smacked because she asked the nun if she had any legs under her dress. <laughs> My mom was probably very sassy. Oh, I believe it. Um, I could see But that's it. so traumatizing. The fact that any, like, imagine being a child. Well, I mean, I was, but being a child and then just anyone can hit you. Like any, even that, that idea of, because I know it was like this when you grew up. It was like, if you disrespect. neighbor. Yeah, your neighbors. Or if your aunts or uncles see you disrespect your parents, then they get to also lay in on mm-hmm. you for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to yeah. me. The fact that we think we should be able to put our hands on other people's children. Right. Wow. Well, and people go too far. And I don't <laughs> what, really... What, you know, there, there's... Yeah. It's you, a fine line. You can go too far. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't understand what lesson you're trying to teach, you know, because your child does something wrong, and that's always debatable, because everyone has a different level of what they think defiance looks like. Yeah. But then you inflict pain on them because they did... Like, what is the lesson? What are they learning? they're not like making a mistake hurts like that's not a good lesson well no but then you know (laughs) and and i think in in your brother's case that's where he became tougher yeah he would always do that like he would just stand there like hands gripped you know and his those because he didn't want my dad to see any weakness so he had to pretend that it didn't he was so little he was so tiny for so much of his life and he just had to pretend that it didn't hurt because right he didn't want he didn't want my dad to win right you know so and anybody he 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 would just stand there and would people hit him so he was definitely not a bully someone who was had violence against him his whole life he was not a bully and i know it's it's, it's weird <laughs> dynamics like that are so interesting i think i said on the last episode how badly i just want to be able to look inside people's brains because it all is so interesting to me how different we all are and yeah. how we can truly present one way for, you know, most of our lives and then be someone completely different. There's so many interesting things. So back to the school spanking, when does when did this go into place? So I didn't really I saw it and I moved past it. But now I'm on. like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> but the thing is is that if you get to go in there and sign it, I mean, that's on you. But so the parents get the choice, and I guess it's for like problem children. But again, and what, what lesson type of spanking or what type of physical punishment are teaching? they using? Uh, a school district in Southwest Missouri is bringing back a measure it last resorted to over two decades ago to address discipli- disciplinary problems: spanking students. Classes started Monday for the 1,900 students in Cassville. Uh, During open house, families were notified that the school board had adopted a policy in June allowing use of physical force as a method of correcting student behavior. Parents were handed forms to specify whether they authorized the school to use a paddle on their child. Holy shit, it's 20 fucking 22. A paddle. A paddle. So, but you know what? Absolutely not. Who determines who uses that paddle? 
and how much force they use with that paddle. This, these people are sitting there getting ready to allow the school to physically abuse their children. Yeah, they're going to let... So what if this teacher was stuck in traffic on the way to work and they're all fired the fuck up and now your kid's shirt's not tucked into their uniform because that's that wild shit too. You go to Catholic school, the kind of stuff they give you demerits mm-hmm. for. Like you get demerits for like passing gas, for burping. Not eating um, your sandwich. Not eating your entire lunch. If your uniform isn't like they can pull out a ruler and just be like, ah, your shirts, your skirts a couple centimeters off. Your mother packing chocolate in your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I would never. I can't imagine a parent saying to me, you know, like, oh, well, you know, if he gets out of hand, just got to fucking smack the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I used to joke with the grandfather of my oldest kids that I've been with all of their lives. I was really close with their grandparents and they would always joke. They'd be like, Tawny, how do you get them to do what you get them to do? Like, why do they listen to you and they don't listen to us? And I'm like, well, first of all, you're their grandparents. It's way different. Second of all, I duct tape them to chairs when you're not around. Like, I would always say shit like that. But the idea that these things really happen is pretty. Yeah. I truly can't imagine that they're. What documentary do we watch on HBO? The woman with the crazy ass hair, right? She ran a church. <sighs> Damn it. Hold on. Now I got to Google oh. woman with crazy hair. And but, she ended up dying in a, in a, in a plane in a, accident. Yeah, in her private plane. Yeah. But they had, so they, it was a cult and everything, you had to use all the resources that were you know, within the cult. So if in you, the church, within the church, sorry, within the church, not the, it's no, I just, in that building, everything was there. <laughs> right. But if you used your hairdresser, your yep. daycare, yep. everything was, in, was within the community. Yep. All the money that came out went right back into the community, oh, yeah. you know, cause it's a cult. So, but wait, the, when you got that pay that remember that hairdresser was saying she didn't make any money. She had to work for free. Right. I, it's what? It, I googled woman with crazy hair church and she came right up. It's Gwen <laughs> Shamblin. Yeah. <laughs> Gwen Shamblin. So they had a daycare and one of the daycare employees was being interviewed and they said this one child Joseph, he was having a really hard time and the dad said to the the daycare worker, he's like, "Yeah, you just have to spank him. You have to beat the shit out of him." Like and she's like, "Yeah, I won't be doing that." And he's like, "No, like really hit him hard. Like you really got to give it to him." And she's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And he grabbed his child, took him into a different room, closed the door, and then you could hear what went oh. on. And then he beat the child. And then eventually that child ended up dead, right? I, I believe it, a lot of the children, a couple of children ended up dead. I think Joseph specifically, though, his parents put him inside a wooden chest and then okay. put something so heavy the, on they, top of it. They, but didn't they uh, indoctrinate the parents to do this as well? Weren't they grooming the parents to so, abuse? Yes. That's so, what happened to these parents. If the children were out of line, if the children were misbehaving, whatever that may look like for you, um, you would call Gwen and she would give you some advice. And typically the advice would be, you need to put them in their bedroom and lock them inside for the entire weekend. No food, no visits, no nothing. Right. Um, things like that. So yeah. yeah, it was, the advice was always a cruel. very cruel, abusive. Yeah. She was rich nature. Too. She was so rich. She ended up, the, there was another couple. There's a woman who's in the documentary. He ended up losing her daughter. Oh, her ex-husband married Gwen Shamblin. Yep. And then falsely accused his ex-wife of uh, sexually molesting their child. Yep. And they and lost the daughter to Gwen Shamblin. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing is it so crazy. Awful. I'm trying to it's it's called The Way Down on HBO. Um 
But it was mostly the, the beating of the children and the idea of having a parent ask me to discipline their children with physical force. Yeah. Crazy. And I had that flashback to the documentary. It was... It, oh. Wow. <laughs> they were... They... Oh, just the things they would say. That poor community. Yeah, we put kids through some shit. Mm-hmm. That has to be so scary. Imagine being a child at that school... And knowing that maybe you are classified as a bad child or you do have trouble focusing and knowing that there's a chance that your parents might be like, yeah, go ahead. Beat them. <sighs> Give them a little paddle. Nah. Wild. Nah. Another thing that I find very interesting, we've talked about this a little bit before. A lot of parents who force their children to eat food they don't like or to clean their plate yeah. when they're not hungry. I was only forced to clean my plate if I asked for seconds. Okay. So I had to clean the seconds plate. And that was like a wasteful thing, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But um, I have experience in... Um, you, you, were, you were forced fed. Yeah. Daddy was awful. Yeah. There was always, there was always a fight you know, after that. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And it was... It was awful. I think it's so crazy that we really pretend that children can't have food preferences. Do you know what I mean? Like, as an adult, you would never... If you don't eat tuna, you're not just going to wake up and be like, nope, I'm absolutely having tuna for lunch. I have no choices in this. I'm going to have to eat the tuna. Like, you don't like it. And it it wasn't (laughs) enough for him that I would put the vegetables and fruits that you did like or you weren't allergic to on the table. Yeah. You like those. Eat them. Eat them every day. Eat them as much You're as you want. You're getting them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he, he would want to force the stuff that's already been proven that you don't, don't like. like. And it, it was, yeah. it was rough. Well, obviously it was rough. It was rough for you. And then the little, the little one trying to. <laughs> He'll eat anything. So yeah. he always has. Oh, tiny nutty nuragalay. <laughs> It was really... And I wanted to just say, you take her fucking broccoli. It was really... Peas and carrots are a big one for me. You still don't eat them. I'm still traumatized. And I don't try to force you. I'm traumatized by them. I swear to you, it sounds so stupid, but even when I used to heat up peas and carrots for my kids, I would get a little sick, like, just thinking about it, thinking about all the times I've had them, like, shoved down my throat. awful. When I don't want them. It even happened to me at school once. When I went to Forest for kindergarten, that happened to me, and it was fucking peas and carrots again. Because they were serving lunch and they forced me to eat it, and I'm like, why does anyone get to force me get to force anyone? I probably should just got anything. you a shirt that said, "I don't eat." I peas don't and eat peas and carrots. My mom make, said, "I'm gonna make myself a shirt now that says that." <laughs> My mom. <laughs> but said I remember, that. you know, even nannying. Of course, you have to follow the preferences of the parent, and there would be so many times where we would put limits on how much they have to eat, and of course, there there there's wiggle room here, right? Your kids do have to eat. It, they do, you know. But I do think. I do hope that if I choose to have children one day, I'm a little more flexible when it comes to their eating, you know, than I was handled. You know, and you have to choose your battles, too. (laughs) And it's easier for me now looking back and with you being a nanny all these years and us having conversations and then me being around the kids. You know, we're all so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny. Like... There are people who don't like chocolate. Isn't that Why? crazy? My goddaughter doesn't like exactly. chocolate. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, that's weird to me. I get it. But yeah. you know what? You're not a mayonnaise eater. Mm. Well, it's my jam. I like mayonnaise. I know I, I know. just don't like mayonnaise in the capacity. Like, 
I don't need the amount that you and my brother need. I don't need it as much now, but I liked it. I, I don't know why. But I understand it. Everybody has their thing. They do. Yeah. But I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, I'm not down for force feeding because I don't want to eat something I don't like. No. And <clears throat> I think it's interesting. I hope people give their kids the... You know, that's that's... A compromise you can make, you know? If you know that your child has an aversion to broccoli, but they will eat cucumbers, you know, or they will eat something else, why not even just give them choices? Mm-hmm. Like, when you get to dinner and be like, oh, we're, that's what we used to do, you know? Like, you guys get to pick. Are we having potatoes or rice? Are we having corn or peas, you know? Right, and right. It, it's still sucky because sometimes they don't want to choose either because they just don't want to eat it. But then you're like, okay, well, either you choose or I choose. And I mean, that's something I had to learn too, but especially dealing with toddlers, it's so interesting the way just handling that can change the dynamic, like giving them a little bit of power, giving them a little bit of choice can really shift everything because even if they're not happy, you know, they don't get the exact outcome they wanted. They feel empowered. They feel good. They feel like they were involved Mm -hmm. and it wasn't you dictating. You weren't standing over them saying, you have to eat your corn. (laughs) Eat the goddamn corn. Eat it. Do you want to (laughs) die? You know how many kids would love fucking (laughs) corn right now? Oh my God. You guys did shit. Not you. Like you guys did it. But I remember like that was such a thing. That was was something daddy would say. You know how many kids did. No, get I I don't want that ice cream. I want this fucking ice cream. (laughs) Fucking make me eat a certain ice cream. <laughs> yeah, no. control is so wild. The things that people will control. I was um last week one of my friends came over with her daughter who's the same age as a little boy I nanny and he had asked me I think he asked for a show and like in my head I'm like, You have a friend here, you don't need a show and I'm like, No, no, it's not time and then I'm like yeah, this who is, fucking cares? He you know? needs a show, <laughs> he wants, though. You I, disrupted his week by bringing I, a friend over. By bringing over. a friend over. He hey, didn't make that plan. No. But I, I said to her, it was, it was actually, it was Holly. She's been on the podcast. And I said to her, I said, do you ever find yourself telling her no about things that truly don't matter? And then after a few minutes, you're like, I don't even know why I said no to that. That was so, yeah, have your stupid show. I've gotten better with that with, you know, being the manager of adults. <laughs> why am I going to say no? Can I go get a coffee? Of course. Yeah, but can I, I go here? Can I? Yes. But isn't it weird? That, but someone who kind of gets a little high or likes a little dose of power, the fact that people kind of do have to come to them and be like, can I go get a coffee? Can I run to Wawa? Like somebody else in your position might be like, no, you can't. Okay. You can only go to Wawa from 2 to 2.15. Oh, there are people who you know? like that. Yeah. And that's so silly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's why your department is a nice place to be. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have any <laughs> discipline problems. I don't, and other nope. departments, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. But why, it's... Yeah. And, and I, that's another reason that I think it's funny. I think we put so... You know so, what it is? Because I want a coffee. Hell yeah. I want to go to Wawa. <laughs> and my boss lets me go get coffee whenever I want. Because you're a fucking grown adult. <laughs> big girl. Yeah. And your job should be <laughs> as important to so you wait, as you it is to your boss. Yet. So you you're going to come back and do it. Exactly. I I know. Exactly. Yeah, the corporate world is weird. No one, I've never turned around and been like, oh my God, where's so-and-so? <laughs> Nobody's ever wandered he off the job. went out for coffee and never came back. <laughs> that did happen once. Really? Yeah, but years and years. Um, wait, or did he I wasn't leave? getting or did coffee. I, leave I feel like he probably back. wasn't getting coffee. He probably went somewhere else. But yeah, there, there, are, there are some that, you know, control. Like, I don't have that. I can't. I'm not a babysitter. Remember, mm. I don't. I didn't want to be a nanny. I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> didn't want to be a mother. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're a grown up. 
this is what you need to, you know, you yeah. don't have to deal with that yeah. stuff. And but. that's why I think it's important to start that stuff young, to yes. give children choices, to make them confident in their choices, to mm-hmm. make them feel like they have the ability to pick something and be sure of it and move forward with it because eventually they're going to be thrown into adulthood. And if they were never given the opportunity to make their own choices, I've talked a lot about my lack of confidence in my decision making. Yeah. Because I have that. so much of my decision making was controlled or there were things that I should have had power over but were decided for me, you know, and it it definitely shakes your foundation a little bit. It, it makes it difficult to move forward with confidence, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just the way those little little traumas pop up. Yeah, I, I definitely had um, my confidence has built over the years. Um with working in in a corporate world because I had to learn how to stand up and talk in front of crowds of people. Yeah. And that's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, be in meetings. And now, like, now it's easier for me now. And my confidence is building a little bit more with the podcast. But, um, and it feels good. But I wish I would have been taught those things at a young age. You know, when you were just talking to me about a, a little girl that has a book. Oh, yeah. I... I gotta Google this too. I'm, I'm always so sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm always talking about shit where I know I know like 87 percent of the information. Oh, that's more than me. Do girl. you know what I mean? I come um, out. And I had to tell a story. I don't know where it's at. I don't know their names. And you're like, really? I know, but I do the same <laughs> shit, so I can't. I'm like, really? But so it's called. Keep raise your hands. Um, is this the right one that I'm thinking? Or was of? it keep your hand raised? No, it's raise your, raise hand. your hand. I'm looking at it. <laughs> But I'm telling you, you're wrong. I know. I get it. (laughs) 11-year-old Alice Paul Tapper, daughter of CNN's Jake Tapper. Yes. Mm. She was on Ellen. This is how I saw her. The book was published in March of 2019, but it's called Raise Your Hand. When Alice Tapper noticed that the girls in her class weren't participating as much as the boys, she knew she had to do something about it. With help from her Girl Scout troop and her parents, she came up with a patch that other girls could earn if they took a pledge to be more confident in school. Alice even wrote an op-ed about the experience for the New York Times. Inspired by that piece, this picture book book illustrates her determination, bravery, and unwillingness to accept the status quo. Um, I find this really cool. So do I. I think it is a good message. Oh, if you look it up on Amazon, you can see a couple of the pages. It's super cute. Oh, I love it. Sorry, we're, we're just I reading. I would love to be in a canoe. I would love to have the confidence to go in a canoe. <laughs> is she riding a bird? No. No, no, no. I don't, oh, she's, look, she's horseback, horseback riding. riding. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I like it. I remember being... I, um, so when I was in grade school, I was definitely, you know, classified as like... A teacher's pet, a suck up. School came very easy to me. I know. Um, Thank God. Yeah, but I was just joking about how in like middle school, then I always got put next to a boy who could do a lot less than me, like wasn't as fucking bright as me, mm-hmm. and then I would have to help him with all of his work. Mm-hmm. But then when we were having class discussions, time to raise your hand, like I was. We know you know. (laughs) Right, right. But it was like, but did you tell him the answer so he can raise his hand? Like, we got to let the boys. Oh, my God. You know, and I never really thought about it before. But now that I have so many, like, so many of my friends have daughters, it's pretty wild how many little girls are in my life. Um, Yeah, I do want, yeah, the confidence confidence is so important. Even when I was teaching, there was two little girls I was virtually teaching first grade, uh, you know, like, during the worst of the pandemic. 
And even just the three of us in a room, mm-hmm. they would be like, well, I think it's, and I'm like, you think or you know, are you asking me or are you telling me? <laughs> like, even if you're wrong, who cares? Yeah. You know, like, why do we put so much pressure on ourselves? Even if you raise your hand and you're wrong, who cares? I know. But it's definitely scary to be wrong. Yeah. And participate in class is scary. I remember when we used to have to, the teacher, we would be reading things out loud, so the teacher would assign paragraphs. And then if I knew my paragraph was coming, I'd be, like, practicing it in my head. I'd be, like, trying to get my most comfortable in my seat, getting all worried. I'm like, what if I misspeak? It's a whole thing. I never raised my hand in school. No. Never. I never had the confidence. I never raised my hand in school. I hated reading aloud. I hate. I did it. Yeah. I hated it. I hated gym. They always made us do gymnastics, <laughs> and we would have to run and then jump on this thing and then flip over that horsey what the thing. Fuck? Oh, my God. You Why? Don't even... How could everyone be expected to do that? What kind of gym? gym class. That seems extreme. It a horse. <laughs> you jump on the fucking horse. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I never, I never had confidence as as a as a young girl. Did I, you? I might have had sass as a team, but I don't know if it was confidence. Did you play any sports as a kid? I don't know. If no, we ever I don't about think that. I don't think I played any sports. I don't believe I had any extracurricular activities. Yeah, and um, there was no one home when I got home. <laughs> yeah, just kind of exist and just vibing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I do think sports can help with confidence. There was baloney in the fridge, <laughs> <laughs> and it had this red ring around Oscar it. Oscar Myers has a is that how the song goes? Yeah, my, my baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. I wonder if we're gonna get sued. Just kidding. What'd you say? So I wonder if we're gonna get sued. Oh, I can't sing the song. Maybe. I think that would be hyping it up. Everybody, run out and get your red ring baloney. Are people still eating baloney? I have no idea. When's the last time you had a baloney sandwich? I don't know. I definitely... But I did like it. I'm sorry. No, I go ahead. I, you could put it in a frying pan. Uh-huh. You'd have to cut a little slice on the side. Fried bologna was... I could tolerate f- a fried bologna sandwich. It's like similar cheese. to pork roll, right? Or, yeah, or, or a hot dog. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. But I did not like regular cold bologna. Huh. I needed the cheese melted over it and some mustard. Yeah. I actually might get a bologna sandwich <laughs> <laughs> if I could get one slice. Do you think any of our, our local restaurants make them? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I could find bologna somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't remember playing sports? I don't remember playing bologna. any sports. I don't remember being uh, in little dance classes or anything like that. We started young. How old was I when you put me in dance? Uh, you might have been two. Did I dance or did I just stand there? You danced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were a good dancer. I was kind of a ham at that age, mm-hmm. so I could see that. And you really liked um, Shirley Temple. I loved Shirley and Temple. And you guys actually did yep, the Good Ship Lollipop. And first of all, you were the most beautiful child there. That's biased, but I get it. I mean, have you seen the pictures? <laughs> you had the cute little thing, and you... It was great. My cousin Joey still sings that song to me to this day. Good Ship Lollipop. Yeah, he'll just randomly text probably me because his sing. mother probably made him come to your shows. Probably. <laughs> Everyone should have been at my goddamn shows. They probably were. <laughs> Yeah, I play. I danced. I played soccer <laughs> um, when Aunt Donna was my coach. That's mm-hmm, a good one. Mm-hmm. I got hit right in the belly. I did get hit right in the belly when I was goalie. Yeah. Um, t-ball. Yeah. Which, you know, I fell in love with softball. But I was an inline. Speed my brother skater. and I were competitive inline speed skaters yeah. for a while too, which a lot of my friends don't even know. Mm-hmm. But we had went to a parade in Bristol. Oh my god! Right, oh and saw god. the Cornwell's inline speed racing team were mm-hmm. in the parade. Mm-hmm. 
And immediately my brother was like, I don't know what they're doing, but I have to do it. I want to be a part of that. Whatever that is, I want it. Yeah. Okay, we'll find it. And we joined the team and we would travel. We would race. My brother was so good. He's so fast. Wait, do you remember when we did the parade from the Acme? Like on, you know, where the, uh, help me out here. It's in Philadelphia. I'm already stressed. Nice road where the Home Depot is. Yeah, I remember. So you start there, right? And then it went through Bristol. And then it goes down. No, it goes down a little bit towards Knights Road. Remember, okay. that's the one I'm talking about. But you guys were on skates. No one anticipated the it hill. It dropped downhill. Yeah, no, I'm getting anxiety remembering it. And then, of course, we had to wear our team uniform in the parade. Our team uniform is a fucking spandex singlet. <laughs> You know, I'm 11 and 12. I'm already so awkward and weird looking. And I have to wear you this guys one great, piece though. singlet. But what was great. a fun time. Yeah, I wasn't good. I was scared you of were everything. Good. No, I was afraid of everything as a child. But you I were was good. So you could af- have been better. Oh, I definitely good. could have been better. Yeah. But I was just always so afraid of uh-huh. everything. Yeah. And I was always so afraid to fail that I would just sabotage myself. It was so expensive. It was so- Sports are really expensive. It was so and expensive. I think it's, it's, a, it's tough, you know, because... I think sports are so important to the development mm-hmm. of a child, and mm-hmm. I think it's cool for a kid to find something they're into, but it is really expensive, and not everybody has the means. So we're talking about confidence. We're talking about sports and things. Um, and you're right. That is so important for kids, and your brother loved sports. Every sport there is. He was good at everything. However, uh, he had a father who mm. just pushed and pushed, and then... Your brother hates every fucking sport there is. And I wonder how many kids out there are pushed so hard or had that parent screaming, you know, from the sideline. And they're like, I don't want to be here anymore. It used to be, it's supposed to be fun. I think there's a very fine line. You have to really find if your child is truly interested in it or if you're truly interested in it. And I remember with the older kids, we we would struggle, you know, the rule was they had to play one team sport, one individual sport. Right. Um, and so everybody played lacrosse. And the oldest is really into it, but he's not, he wasn't super into like the camaraderie. Like he didn't care for the team shit. It didn't right. get it fired up. Now that he's older, he's back into it, you know, but at the time, and then he found tennis. Right. And he fell in love with that. And I think for him, like going into the team sport, didn't feel as great and then once he got into tennis and he was able to build the confidence of himself as an athlete then he was able to be a better team player yeah where i think for other people it works the opposite the ability option of working with a team helps build their confidence because the camaraderie makes them feel good or then they're not as singled out because they're not standing there doing something by themselves right 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 and but teams can be difficult because you're only as good as your weakest player so it's interesting but um, i was the kid that was never picked so, like, if you're playing dodgeball, you're, like, yeah. the last one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That probably felt sucky. Yeah. Not to, don't get me wrong. I didn't want to get hit with the fucking ball. <laughs> but no one knew. No one really knew if I could do anything because they never they asked me. They didn't give me. me the chance. Mm-mm. No. See? You Just probably... little Maria. Were you small? I was small. Yeah. Yeah, I was a tiny thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Big old calic right here. <laughs> <sighs> you're right, though. Dad did ruin sports, you know, for my brother. And I do think it's a shame because he's very athletic. And I think a lot of, you know, parents do that. And and even if your child really loves it, like the constant pushing, or even if you include the sport, like in punishment, you know, like if you don't do well at your game, then you get disciplined outside of it. That's 
I don't, no, that I feels don't so that. icky to me. Like, the sport is the sport, and that yeah, has nothing to do. Like, imagine being, <laughs> daddy used to do stuff like that, though. Like, imagine being punished for, like, striking out uh-huh. or not, not catching a, a home run. Not catching a fly ball mm-hmm. or making an error. And then you go home, and, and it's like, never, no video games for a week. He would never give him grace if one night he was just tired and didn't want to go to practice. Yeah. And guess what? Sometimes you're just fucking tired. Kids can get burnout, too. Yeah. And, you know, with my older kids, they were so busy and I, I we would talk about that all the time because I'm like you know what's what what price do you pay you know because you want your children to be and I'm speaking just generally about all children you want your children to be involved you want them to be active you want to keep them away from the things that could get them in trouble right but then at what cost if they feel like you're constantly pushing them and pressuring them to be something or do something they don't love then they feel like every time you're just waiting for them to fail so they don't want to want to do it at all yeah just stop yeah you know the pressure or even i know like you said about the um speed skating was so expensive and especially when you're at that age you're growing and for speed skating the skates are fitted to your foot so there's a mold you have to sit you have to be molded and then if they burn painful then they bake it it's a whole thing (laughs) um but that is very expensive and if you figure if you have children you know that are at the ages between 8 and 13 (laughs) <laughs> they could be the same shoe size, shoe size for years or, or not we could be changing every six months yeah mm-hmm. um and that can be difficult but some parents hold that over their head so like how do you feel about so like say your kid we're talking young we're talking you know maybe five to eight ish they want to play soccer they sign up for soccer they realize they don't like it how do you handle the rest of the season um I think I would have to work with them to get through the season. Okay. I have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I would pull the coach aside and explain he hates it. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? That's fair. He hates it. But, but I want I, him to keep his I commitment. I need him to understand. Yeah. Once we, once you sign that document that you're going to be on that team for the year, once mommy signs that for you or dad, whatever, it's a commitment. Yeah. You you're have part to of this team. It. And, and, and they're, it's expensive. And I know we've already bought all the equipment. Right. So that I, would... it's like that tough thing. It's like, you don't want to hold it over their head. Like, Oh, I spent X money. So you have to do this. But at the same time, if you make a decision and I'm allowing you to make this choice and you're committing so to something, could happen. there's only two things that can happen. They're either going to continue to fucking hate it and never play soccer in their life. There's a couple things that, or they're going to love it yeah. and be great, or they just learned how to play soccer. They develop some skills. Yeah. They meet mm-hmm. some friends. You know, they, they learn they hate to run, so yeah. they play chess instead. Like, yeah. who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and it, the, the sad thing is, you know, that, you well, I wouldn't have had those options with with Big Paul, you know, yeah. what I mean? with, with, you know, my real son. To, yeah. to make any decisions like not that. Not the hypothetical son that's talking about. Not the hypothetical about. son that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> He's perfect and I'm perfect. No. And he no. loves soccer. Yes, and mommy signed that line. <laughs> I don't even have to let his teachers paddle him. No. <laughs> no. So when we talk about sports, though, and I, I'm with you. I agree. You should keep your commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't like it, you know, once you get through it, you don't have exactly, to do it. But exactly. you, sh- you should give the things a try that you want to give a try. And I also think it's important to try a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I have... Um, I know people who are like, oh, well, my kid's not playing baseball because I fucking hate baseball. And I'm That's like... so silly. Bro, that could be a Babe Ruth. Yeah. Like, you don't know. You don't know what he hates. Or that kid could love it. Yeah. And I think, especially, you know, people who work out regularly, they can attest to the fact that sometimes, even with sports, it's not even just about the sport itself, but just the mental... Mm-hmm 
the fact that you can take yourself out of life for an hour, do something else, use your body, not so much have to use your mind like you do, but in a different way, you know, right. and, and let some of that physical steam out. Right. And, and with, with that said, that's such a great way to let the steam out. But when you have that person in the background on the side of the fence, making you miserable. Fucking rock! <laughs> my headphones. I'm so scared for what they're going to hear. But I, if I was going to bring how it went down, <laughs> wow. I don't have a megaphone. Okay, you're right. So that was what you would need to put yeah. through a megaphone to get the real idea yeah. of what that boy would hear. <laughs> Did I scare you? I was no. I had a flashback, and I see? went inside myself. See? I and, brought you to the moment. No, I disassociated. I left the moment. I fucking peace oh. out. Oh, so many memories. My bad, girl. How do you feel about sore losers? I don't mean the ones that we have in the Republican Party right now that refuse to concede. When I don't. They lose. I don't like sore losers, and your brother was a sore loser. Yeah. How do you think? What kind of things do you do? You, can you think of anything my brother is a sore loser you can do with young children my brothers are sore losers to kind of guide them to not be sore losers like what kind of any ideas uh i'm not really sure yeah because obviously i couldn't figure out how to make how to help him get through being a sore loser yeah you know what i mean but he was you know i don't know i remember again again you, you need confidence but you need to understand you just didn't fucking win. Daddy <laughs> fucked with our confidence. He did. Though, you know, he because um, especially playing games like I don't believe in letting kids win. You know, I don't. I, don't. I think that kids have to learn lessons, especially if you're trying to teach them how to play a game. Now, do I think you have to beat a three year old in Candyland and then, you know, throw the board in his face? No, probably not. not. At all. But um, my dad was like cruel about winning. Like he yeah. would beat you at something that clearly he should beat you at because he's a full ass grown up. But then he but would then just try be to make you so, feel bad about he would it. Feel bad about ha, ha, you losing. And I'm like, why can't yeah. we just play rummy, dude? Yeah. Like, chill well, out. You're so extra. <laughs> of course he would cheat. But wait, I know. Like, but we played games with a three year old who cheated us. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I have a niece who, when we would play any little three year old games, she would cheat. She's probably still a cheater. <laughs> I'm trying to think to the back to the last time we played Mexican Train. I just lose oh, that every time, so it doesn't matter. That's so funny. I do like that game. <laughs> so, where are we at, girly? We were talking about sore losers, oh, and yeah. I was also, I'm curious of your stance. So, I don't remember, participa- participation trophies were not a thing. Um, I don't remember them being a thing. When they weren't I a thing. was, like, doing soccer and t-ball and stuff. They weren't a thing. I mean, I feel like you got... A recognition for like playing the season. Yes, but you did not get a trophy if your team did not win that year. Right. How do you feel about the fact that you sh- do? You, do you think you should just get a trophy just because you played? No. You yeah. can get a partici- participation ribbon or something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But no, I think the tro- I think if you are going to be throughout your life where you know uh, someone has to be the winner, then you can't start them out when they're little. That everybody's the winner, whether you win or not. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, you, I'm so sorry. These are the rules of the game, and you just didn't get there first. There's a lot of, like, young kids' sports now. I don't think they did this when I was little either, but a lot, I know now, just from my kids, they don't even keep score. How do you feel about that? Like, if you're, like, four or five-year-old is playing, you know, soccer, would you care if they're not, not keeping score? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I probably wouldn't or, care either. Or in any any sport. Yeah. You know, I think up to the age of maybe, like, 
seven or eight. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Then I think you, you get up to eight. Those nine, ten, and year olds, they're serious about all their shit. That's you true. know what I mean? I, I agree, though. I think it's important to recognize people's wins and their hard work. And yeah. if you're going to reward everyone just for showing up. Now, granted, showing up can be really hard. You yes, know? it can. But if you're going to reward everyone for showing up when some people went above and beyond, you're just setting a bad standard. I mean, I went through this a lot as a child um, because, like I said, school came very easily to me. And it was just like something that I was able to do well at my brother struggled but my brother was celebrated for less do you know what i mean like if he brought struggled yeah yeah, if he brought home a c it was like well great then you should get a new bike but if i brought home a 98 it was like well it should have been 100 you know where did you go wrong there should have been you you missed a few steps and it was kind of always like because i was well behaved and i did the things that i was supposed to do um i that's like what is expected of me right but if my brother, like, did the right thing when he usually did the bad thing, it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, we, he deserved that We funny. have to celebrate. <laughs> but I think this happens in bigger levels. It starts in people's families yeah. like mm-hmm. that. But then I think it also goes on in society. You know I mean, there's so many people who are always doing the right thing. Right. But then it's like these people who are awful all the time redeem themselves. And it's like, oh, well, they, de- they deserve all the praise. And it's like, well, what about the people who never right. had to redeem themselves? Right. It's, an, it's a weird thing. It is a weird thing. Speaking of uh, a weird thing, um, I could be debt-free soon. Oh. Not completely debt-free. My student loans, I fall within the guidelines. Um, you know, I, make, I definitely make less than 125000 a year at this moment. Yep. And I do have under $10,000 left in loans because I've been paying for a long time. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about the student loan forgiveness? I think it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never was one of those, which is part of why it made it difficult, me being a union employee. I was never one of those people who said, if they have it, I have to get it too. It just wasn't something that was a mindset of mine. Yeah. And um, I paid my loans. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't I, feel, I fed my kids. You don't feel angered that there's going to be people who haven't had to pay all their loans? No. I don't either. No, I don't. I mean, of course, it sucks. Do you know what I mean? I have friends who had hundreds and hundreds of dollars monthly payments that they could barely afford, you know, and now they're probably in positions where they do make the money to where they don't qualify for the rest to be forgiven. Yeah, and that, and and that, that sucks. does suck. I it do does. feel for that, and I can understand why that would be frustrating. But then to say, you know, I went through it so other people, like, why would we want our children and their children to go through the shit? Like, that's so stressful and it's so fucked up because I remember how hard it was for us applying for college and doing the FAFSA. You know, you're as little as I made. You're a single mother. Um, you had two children and I was 17 years old. My plan, I think I was already set to go to temple at the time Mm -hmm. and I was dealing with my guidance counselor and they projected that you could spend between like six and $800 a month just on my education and Mm -hmm. like not, no, we couldn't. Because they didn't take into account any of my bills. They no, just any of your bills. To know my gross income. Yeah, exactly. And then I actually, I had a guidance counselor who told me, yep. it doesn't look like you qualify for any assistance, but you know, if you were married or, or had pregnant. a baby, wink, wink, uh-huh. you'd get a lot. I'm like, oh my God. We got to go. Imagine girl. if people took that advice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people who did take That's that advice. But then also, everything before the age of 24 gets based off your parents' income, which has nothing to do with you. Right. But then if you're over. 24 like 
Yeah, and it's expensive. Just the fees alone that they charge, I cannot... The interest. And the interest, I just cannot believe. Um, I can't believe it. That yeah. it. It's just so expensive to get educated. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It's awful that it's so expensive to get educated and that it's so... And then you come out with an education and they say, oh my God, you don't have any experience. I can't hire you. <laughs> Now yeah. I have three hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars in school loans, and I, and can't, I can't get, get a, a fucking job. job. Yeah, I, I I do wonder though. Like, do you think there's going to be a point in time where we just have like everyone's career choice is just influencer? Like, what? could be. <laughs> is everybody just on YouTube. Could be. No one actually has any book education. We're all just vibing out with well, like our life experience. Isn't that what DeSantis wants in Florida? Sorry. <laughs> Just had to throw it in there. Is he the one that banned Anne Frank? Is that what's going on down there? I'm not positive, but he does want to take regular education out and regular teachers out. Listen, when I saw that they said, like, if you were a veteran, then you could fill in for a teacher. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're so worried about your... I'm sorry. Not you're so worried about your children being groomed and being exposed to things, but you're willing to just take veterans who have no teaching experience. We, I I don't want to put a blanket statement over veterans like they're all bad, but obviously there are a lot of veterans who aren't getting the care that they need post what they've been through. And you're just going to let them, you know, take care of your children. But the people who have had a passion of teaching their entire lives and went through the hoops of getting the education, you don't trust them. It's, Mm A very weird. I don't know what strange is. thing to me. Listen. So is the book. Like, when I saw that they were banning Anne Frank because, like, the Nazis deserve to have their side of the story heard. I, I feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm in the fucking Twilight Zone. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I have someone in my life who thinks that fucking Andrew Tate's opinion matters. Oh. So I'm not, I guess I can't be surprised that we think Hitler's side of the story matters too. Exactly, right? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh. And the, the thing is, is that they're all just saying their shit out loud now. And you're like, <laughs> wait. Yeah, that's the stuff we, that you. We know it. But now you're saying yeah, it. Yeah, that's the stuff you say at home Listen, to your mean ass wife. I think Tennessee put a billboard up and said, uh, waiting to make, waiting to be white again or something. They're what like the these, fuck? And, and the black guy had a video and they're like, Tennessee, real? I thought you liked us. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? They, you just say it on a billboard? <laughs> just For real. Just blatant. Blatantly out there. Blatant. Blatant hate. It's pretty... Uh, what is it? No hate like Christian love or something like that? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh, oh, what a time to be alive. For reals. Girl, thank you for showing up today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, oversharing. Yeah. Uh, we got through another one. We did. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I had a good time. How about you? I did. I did. I needed the laughter. Give me a little a little boost in my uh, mood. Yeah. And now we're going to go... We're going to watch a documentary, right? Yes, we are. What documentary are we watching? Uh, Finding Kendrick Johnson. And what is this about? Uh, so this goes back... I don't know what year it was, but it, this is about the teenager that was in his high school gym. And he ended up being... I don't even know how this happened, but he ended up being in a uh one of the like the the mats that they put on the floor like a wrestling mat yeah like a wrestling so he ended up being put in that upside down it was completely rolled up and now there's like new pictures or 
evidence and his body parts are missing. What the fuck? Yeah, so I have it they pulled up now. Never found. They they they're saying that this was an accident. They have his cause of death listed as unexplained apparent non-accidental blunt force trauma. Really? That's a fucking word salad. So you're telling me not murder? <laughs> Who the, wh- how the fuck did Kendrick get in there? Whoa. All right. So, so this happened parents, in 2013 in yeah. Georgia. Yeah, these parents, it's just, they, they want to figure this out. And that's how I found this by someone reviewing this on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. I do remember hearing about this. So I, I did not know about the organs. Me either. Um, either way, I don't understand... Because I remember them saying he was found in the mat, and then they were trying to say that he had, like, crawled... And he fell take off... take a nap or something. Crawled inside of it, and there was another one where he fell off the bleachers and exactly. landed inside of it. Like, a bunch of weird shit. And anyone who's listening... Like, I know you you can remember... Like, think of back in grade school, those mats that, like, fold into thirds almost, mm-hmm. right? Like, you no, this know? is literally round, like, inside. If you rolled up a yoga mat... Okay... You and the yoga mat was big and fluffy, so it ha- so like the wrestling mats, then, yes. right? Like they are, they're not the like the piece. Yes, ones. he was rolled inside of it. And yeah, then, how did someone do that to themselves? Oh, and then pictures. his shoes look at that picture, look where his shoes are. Holy. So he just took off his shoes and stuck them next to his leg and rolled himself up. Yeah, this is some shady shit. Yeah, this is this is scary. Well, that documentary is available through stars. We're going to go check that out, and then we will probably talk about it a little bit next week with lots of other things, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm getting my DNC tomorrow, so you'll hear all Woo-hoo! the Oh, details. yeah, and then we can talk about your DNC. <laughs> oh, that sounds what, so sleep fun. I <laughs> I'm so excited. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we hope you have a great weekend. We will talk to you next Friday. Please don't forget to download, subscribe, review. It is how you help us grow. And you can find us on all the platforms at Keep Oversharing. We appreciate you. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, girl.